0: Hello, everyone. This is the Road to Medical Sales podcast brought to you by Legacy Now Coaching. Make sure to please press that subscribe button, rate us, and leave us a review so that we can continue to grow and impact as many lives as possible. Today, I have the pleasure of talking with Tonya Sackett. Tonya graduated with academic and athletic honors from Duke University. As a member of the Division I Duke women's rowing team, she led the varsity boat from the stroke position and was twice named to the All-ACC rowing team. She has been an alumni volunteer for Duke since the day she graduated, doing a range of activities from community projects to conducting interviews. Two years ago, she was nominated to lead the effort to engage alumni in the state of Arizona. Since then, as chair of Duke, Arizona, she has grown alumni engagement by 400%. Before landing her medical sales position, she worked for a healthcare consulting company that trains physicians to optimize clinical documentation. In this role, she aided in growing the client portfolio by 150%. Additionally, if you happen to have a Nordic track rowing machine at home, you may recognize Tonya as one of your instructors. Tonya just broke into the medical sales industry without traditional B2B sales experience and landed a position with one of the top five medical sales companies in the world specializing in spine and biologics. I had the great privilege to mentor Tonya throughout the hiring process, and needless to say, all of her hard work has definitely paid off. We wanted to bring her on to discuss her journey, what she did to get the position, and the lessons that she learned along the way. Welcome
1: to the podcast. (laughs) Thank you for having me. It's my pleasure. Absolutely. So let's get
0: right into it. I'm curious how many opportunities did you chase after during this whole interview process?
1: So, when it came to opportunities, I took a very focused approach because of where I live and I didn't have the possibility of relocating, which I recommend if people are open to that. It opens up a lot of opportunities. I focus on not only location, but also specialty, like what I was really excited about as far as the industry goes. So because of that, I only applied to about 50 positions uh, and I interviewed for only a handful.
0: Nice. I like that you took that approach, right? Not just I'm going to apply everywhere and you know see what sticks. So what were the major challenges of breaking in Was there anything that kind of popped up that was maybe a little bit more difficult than what you thought it would be?
1: I think I was initially really surprised at how difficult it was to just get that first interview. Really? And just to start with, there were of course other challenges as well, but that one really threw me off. I thought, Oh, I'm going to prepare. I've got a great resume of course, that will be enough to capture their attention. And a few applications, a few months going by and nothing crickets. It's like, wait, what am I missing here? Like, what's going on? Like, they don't think I'm as awesome as I do. I think everyone kind of feels that way because they, you know, especially if they have prepared and edited and re-edited their resume and we're subjective creatures. <laughs> but it can be a little bit, I don't want to say surprising, but Humbling. Yeah, definitely humbling. So anyways, getting the interview, that was surprising to me. I realized, though, that I had to change my approach. Like, that wasn't enough. I couldn't just apply and then wait to hear. And I think it's important to understand that as a candidate, that applying is just a very tiny step in the process. And it's, of course, a necessary step, but it's also maybe not the first step. So that was one of the main things. I think... Your timing can always be a challenge depending on you know where you want to be and what's available but there's definitely ways around that as well and we can get into that more if you want to but getting that initial interview and I don't know if it was my resume not making it through the algorithm or the initial screening I'm not sure what it was or if you know already had a candidate in mind but
0: so, kind of bouncing off of that, if you had to summarize, what were three important things that you did do to actually land those interviews? You know, what did you do to gain the attention of the recruiters, the hiring managers, the reps, and kind of get around that algorithm?
1: So, I took a more proactive approach to finding my dream job. And instead of looking at it like I'm going to look, jobs like search for job postings, I decided to do more research on the companies and the people and the culture. So that really is when I say application is one step, but maybe not the first. I'd say starting to build your network is the first step. And I took the approach of, I want to gain knowledge. I want to learn from people and I want to understand the culture. So I didn't lead with on LinkedIn, like, hey, I see you're in a position that I want or that you're a hiring manager. Do you have any jobs available? That would be like going in to a surgeon and being like, I have a product. Do you want it? (laughs) Do you know what I mean? It's like, wait, hold on. Like, I don't know you from Adam. You know what I mean? It's awesome. Yeah. So to me, it was like, okay, we got to build some framework here. We got to build a relationship. And also, by the way, I want to find out if I want to work for you first. This isn't just I am so desperate to get a job that I'll do whatever it takes. It's I'm going to educate myself. And I met a lot of really amazing people. It was pretty humbling, honestly, to get responses from so many people and how receptive they were to sharing their experience. And the great thing was like, I wanted to learn that from them. It wasn't just about getting a job. It's like, is this for me? Right. And is this specific specialty for me? And does the mission of this company resonate with me? There's a lot of different variables and not just the mission, but how is that mission actually put into practice?
0: I mean, you can Google things and read things. I mean, all these companies sound amazing and the best company to work for when you're just looking online. But the fact that you grew your network and took the time and really wanted to understand what do you like? What don't you like? Mm-hmm. That has really, I mean, gotten you to where you are now, which is just a perfect fit for you.
1: I'm really excited about where I've landed. And because I did that like work, I put myself in the position for when a role was posted, I was basically in a great spot to interview and still, of course, had to go through the interview process. But because I already had a relationship, it was more like, hey, the job is posted now, not, hey, I've applied. Do you want to talk?
0: That's awesome. We're probably going to get to it, but I mean, I think we can just go into it right now. There wasn't a job posted when you were talking to who you're now reporting into. They kind of created a position for you that just kind of organically happened. Tell us a little bit about that.
1: Right so initially when I spoke with my current district manager there was no position open but we really connected it was a definitely a great culture fit I felt like I wanted to work for him I wanted to be on his team be my coach put me in and luckily you know he felt the same way so he tried to open a position but given 2020 <laughs> covid times which has been challenging for a lot of people and Many ways, he wasn't able to get the approval. However, I continued to develop that relationship and it was so natural and organic that it was never forced. It was never like, hey, I'm going to check in every week or every other week and be like, got anything for me? <laughs> and that kind of gets old. It gets obnoxious. Like, of course, and that's another thing that's really important is to be persistent because some people won't respond the first time. Sometimes it's the second or the third. And as long as you're not following up every other day, because you don't want to be irritating, but following up in a reasonable manner and being persistent, I think shows that you're not giving up easily. And that's important. You have to be resilient, not just to get the job to succeed really in anything. (laughs) Yeah, literally.
0: So you kind of touched on it a little bit earlier, but if you had to name a couple of things, what should people make sure that they do? in the interview process.
1: Sure. I think it is really important to know who you are and why you are pursuing medical device sales and then be confident in communicating that. Put some time into it. You have to think it through. If you were asking someone, what would you want them to tell you? Or what are the underlying values and beliefs that you have that are driving you towards this? It could be that you want to be challenged or you want the responsibility of A sales territory because you feel like you could kill it. And that's something. There's a lot of different things that it could be. And I think it's important for each person to come up with their own answer because it has to be personalized. So that's a big one for me. Another is to create a process. So you could follow a mentor and learn from them and follow their process. Or for me, I had to figure out my own. And that was how I wanted to approach getting in front of people. And for me, a lot of it was I wanted to learn. That's my personal approach. Like I want to learn, I want to learn more and more. And by being me and being genuine, it ended up opening doors for me that way. And then I think, so making a process, having a process, and then taking action on that process. And then lastly, like just don't stop. It's amazing what can happen if you just keep going. There's days that Are frustrating. That's life, anyways, right? But there's days where you will get no after no after no. If you stop, then it's a definite no. What are you going to do? What are you going to do with that? Right. Wake up the next day and try again. Or you can go a different direction. That's fine too. But if you really want it, you have to be able to keep taking action every day. However, you need to execute the plan that you've decided on. The action is key.
0: That's sales. right? Yeah. What you're now getting into every single day, right? What would you advise people to not do during the interview process?
1: Sure. Well, (laughs) this one is is close to my heart. (laughs) I mean, I'm sure you have no idea what I mean when I say that, right? No, not at all. Definitely not. I was super excited for this question. (laughs) I think it can help a lot of people. Absolutely. And so (laughs) number one thing is Don't try to project a perfect candidate or who you think is the perfect candidate because all of a sudden it's overshadowing you, you know, your genuine self. And I know genuine and authentic are like such buzzwords and nauseating to some people, but it's actually important to make sure that who you are comes across. And for me the preparation is really important. And we joke about that I write things in phrases instead of bullet points, but for me it's kind of like, you know, I just need to get it all out and then I can summarize it later, right? right? But yeah, so for example, because we need this example. <laughs> My first interview, it was a video interview, one way video interview and I prepared and I prepared and I prepared and I came out as this little mouse. <laughs> like <laughs> I don't even know. My answers were really well thought out, but Tonya was nowhere to be found. And luckily I had you here to, you know, slap me upside the head, give me some tough love because I needed it. Just be you. And if it's the right fit, people will love it. And if not, that's fine too. It's not the right fit for you either, Right you can be a perfectionist, you can be OCD. I think that lends well in a lot of ways to this industry, but don't do it in the way you present yourself, like be confident in who you are and know that that's enough. Correct me if I'm wrong,
0: but I think that's kind of where the tables really turned for you, right? I mean, we would talk for hours on the phone, right? Mm-hmm. And I think I even, I mean, it's kind of borderline rude at sometimes, right? Because <laughs> you're just like, you're calling me, it's, you know, at six o'clock at night and you're just like, what is, what is this? What is this? What is this? Like, Tonya, yeah. you don't need to know that. Like, just be yourself. That's who people want to work f- with. That's who people want to hire because you're freaking awesome, right? When you just let your true personality shine. I'm not very intellectual, so I don't have this problem, but it's <laughs> almost like when you have that genuine desire to learn and want to know things. And that's kind of how you're wired. Mm -hmm. I think that's almost an even bigger hurdle to overcome than say a lack of sales experience, right? Because you almost have to not change your personality, but it's a different side of you. That's not your comfort zone. Mm -hmm. I think I even told you to take a shot at tequila or something, like just (laughs) do something to, loosen up and be yourself. And I think once you started to do that and you spoke to it a little bit before you just had natural conversation with people and they ended up opening a position for you. If that personal side of you didn't come out, I don't know if you're sitting in the position that you're sitting in now.
1: No, definitely not. It flipped a switch. I think another important thing to say in this process, you learn from every single interview and interaction Don't pick yourself apart, but also try and be objective. After an interview, like, did you answer that question well or not? You can read their reactions and kind of know if that was or wasn't a good answer. It doesn't mean there is a perfect answer. It's just be okay with not being perfect because being perfect might not be their perfect either. You can't plan everything. Try not to over-control it coming from the professional. (laughs) (laughs) That's
0: perfect. If anybody's going to tell you that, you're like the perfect person.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I have one other thing on what not to do. I recommend not asking any controversial questions. For example, especially of like the hiring manager, don't ask like, what's the schedule and the travel like? Because that might be a red flag to them that you're not up for that. I feel like I made that mistake. I could be wrong, but I felt a change after I asked, and I was just asking out of curiosity. But what I recommend is talking to reps or other people, not the one you're interviewing with to gather that information. You'll get your answer, but it's in a way that is not going to detract from what you're presenting. It totally makes sense because how you're
0: thinking of it, right? How you're asking the question, you're thinking of it A different way in your head. It's about how it's going to be received on the opposite end. You talked about having the perfect answer before you can have the perfect answer in your mind, Mm -hmm. but that perfect answer could have just caused three red flags for the hiring manager. It's mostly on the perception of the person that you're speaking to.
1: Right. Yeah. So being aware of your audience. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So what do you think that you did personally
0: that won you the job over the other candidates when the candidates started to roll in?
1: I think I really came off with excitement as far as why I wanted to be in the industry. For me, I had through my studies of medical device sales, I had narrowed down what I was interested in. And a big part of that was emerging technology, robotics, biologics. So when I Spoke of those things, it came across as like, I really want to be a part of that. I want to be a part of the future. And this is why. And to follow that up, know why. Right. You know, so (laughs) when they ask a question, okay, well, what about what do you see as the next big thing? You know, think that through. It's one thing to have that first answer and believe in it and be passionate about it and have that excitement. But it's another thing to be able to have an intelligent conversation, which moves on to my next point, which is to educate yourself. There's a lot of ways of doing that. So I knew nothing about the specialty that I'm going into before I started interviewing and reaching out to people in that specialty. So I took it upon myself to learn about the anatomy of that part of the body, pathologies, products, different techniques, surgical approaches. Make sure you know enough about specialty make sure you know why you want to be doing medical device sales and you don't have to know everything it's really more I wanted to know enough that I could have an intelligent conversation so that when I say this is what I'm interested in I can say why so when they ask a follow-up question I'm ready for that and it's engaging I mean you're going to be
0: typically asked the question what do you know about our company and what do you know about what we do or what do you know about our products? That's not to say, oh my gosh, I need to be able to describe the surgical procedure and all of the steps. Nobody cares. Just a high level understanding what we do, maybe what differentiates us from a competitor, but nobody expects you to go in there with clinical knowledge, like a little wizard that can just go into the OR and start covering cases right away. But you also don't want to sound Dumb, right? You want to know, like you said, you want to have an intellectual conversation. It'll help you ask better questions in the interview. Because the first thing you're going to do is they're going to ship you off to training and you're going to learn everything how they want you to learn it before you're stuck in an OR expected to know everything. I get what you're saying, right? It just enhances that interview process. Truly, I think it's more to your benefit than theirs.
1: Right. Yeah, I agree. Completely agree. And given that I led with, this is what I'm excited about. It's like, be able to follow up, be able to say why. And
0: it shows that you're genuinely, I'm not just another candidate that's giving you lip service on how
1: much I love. I heard robotics were cool. Yeah. It's the future. <laughs> it's where it's going. Okay.
0: Yeah. Well, why do you like it so much?
1: Yeah, like, right? Name Like name one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right.
0: Back in the interview experience for those of us that, don't have the sales experience and we're heading into these sales interviews, right? We know that the question is going to come up. I'm curious, how did you overcome the lack of sales experience question? And did you do anything kind of strategically to combat?
1: Actually, I was surprised that given I applied for about 50 positions and I interviewed for only a handful of them. And I got to the point where I had created these relationships before I got to super, you know, far down the interview process. So I actually didn't get a lot of pushback.
0: That's Uh, awesome. And so what a great strategy, right?
1: And it wasn't, I do on my resume and you know, when I'm communicating, I do speak of my experience, which A lot of it has sales in it, but it's not that typical B2B sales that feeds into device sales. However, I do have metrics of success in my past positions. So I just take the opportunity to highlight that.
0: That's awesome. This is a big question.
1: (laughs) We could probably do a whole episode around it. Right. But any last pieces
0: of advice to people trying to break into these medical sales companies?
1: I think it's just so important to be yourself be passionate about something know what you stand for and if you have that piece you feel confident in that you're more able to find the right fit for you and they're able to find if you're the right fit for them and instead of just kind of throwing yourself out there and trying to get a bite right Remember that you're also interviewing the other side and it takes a certain amount of comfort in what you're putting out there to feel like you can be in that position, but it also helps you not come across as desperate. And I think that's really important. So it ups your confidence level and it also makes sure you're getting the right fit. And I said this before, but the last thing is just don't stop. Keep moving forward. I love it.
0: Well, thank you so much for coming on. Maybe we'll bring you back here to check in over the course of your first year. (laughs) That'd be great. I'm going to take off as we will after every episode with a very sincere, thank you for tuning in and a few words to carry with you and keep in the back of your mind. The impediment to action advances action. What stands in the way becomes the way.